the hunt has been launched. We've been looking for this Bigfoot that's been spotted several times for the last few months. This is the most you've had to go on for years. As you approach one of the areas that the most sightings have been at, it's been quiet except for a few woodpeckers pecking away. You spot something that looks like a footprint. Now this is the best find you've had for a while now. It was looking okay until the footprints looked all... spinny? This confusion ended when the forest goes quiet following a few whip cracks. After, after the cracks, birds fell out of the trees. Now you hear is the hollow thuds of something getting closer. Then it came into view. A branch heading towards your chest, along with a loud crack in the air. Welcome to Creepy Critters, a podcast where I and a guest talk about some cryptids. Uh, this is Jesse, and today, uh, as just a short little preview, we're going to be talking about true two tree drilling Sasquatches. That are weird and way more interesting than a Bigfoot. There, I'm uh, sorry. There are two different kinds of tree drilling Sasquatches. Yep, How- and we're going to talk about two of them. <laughs> How can this so, be? Well, uh, that voice you heard was Sean. Yes, it's me. Hi, I'm the guest that he mentioned. Uh, what? Do a little bit of plugging. I'm Sean Franklin. I run a show called Pitch Me Something, and when I say run, I do mean share with my partner. Laura Forsey, um, who's actually been on this show before, too. Um, and on our show, we pitch ideas for stories, pop culture, phenomena, everything from video games to racing leagues for amphibious cars. It's a ton of fun, and you should definitely check it out. End tag on plug. Okay, so I think this was Laura who mentioned this to me. Mm-hmm. But she was talking about a Canadian show called, like, Kim's Convenience. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it just came onto Netflix in America. Like, I just got an email about yeah, it. Yeah, I heard about <laughs> that. They're tweeting all over. Uh, the The show's cast are tweeting about it a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, that's something I'll probably end up watching. Yeah, hey, um, here's a fun story. I was at a convention around Christmas last year, and I met the actor who plays Appa, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, Um and he was dressed as a Ghostbuster, and we took a selfie together. And so that will forever be a treasured memory for me. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, that's something that's definitely not related to Sasquatches, but... No, not at all. Well, I mean, Ghostbusters kind of have a vague cryptozoological connection, if you really want to force it. I mean, yeah, it's very, very forced. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, like you have to be Mr. Fantastic to stretch that far. Hey, I'm not the one who brought up Kim's convenience. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, things that can pull things out, this is the first thing we're talking about today. I'm deeply worried about this already, Jesse. <laughs> uh, this is the Argo Pelter. Oh, okay. The Argo Pelter, or the Anthrocephalus cranial fractus, okay. uh, is a is said to inhabit hollow trees in the conifer forest from Maine to Oregon. Argo is a fun one because that's actually I'm from Toronto, and that's our. Uh... Our football team is called the Argos. It's neither here nor there. I just thought it was kind of a fun little coincidence. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture of what it looks like. Ooh, can't at least wait a to drawing. See this. At least a drawing. And it's a really good look and drawing. I love this drawing yeah, so much. Yeah, if you had a photo of this thing, I'd be surprised. 
If it doesn't like anything crossing its path or coming into its per- territory, if it's close, if it's close enough, it will hurl wood splinters and branches at the intruder. <sighs> Some have described the creature as a hairy humanoid, similar to Sasquatch, but slightly smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, they are so accurate in their assault that there's only been one reported survivor of the Argo Pilter attack. <laughs> How many reported non-survivors have there been? Oh, so many. Huh. Yeah, it's just like, uh, they write a quick note as they're dying. It's just like, oh, there's this thing, it has really long arms, and throws stuff <laughs> real quick. Oh, I'm dying oh, because it Oh, now I get me. the pelter part. It does literally pelt you with, uh, you know, yeah. sundries. Yeah. Well, mostly, like, wood. Mm-hmm. But it'd probably throw anything at you. Sure. You know? it depends what it's got hoarded up in the top of its tree. Yeah. Mostly um, wood. <laughs> yeah, <trees>. it's <laughs> well i mean there are i mean i was gonna say that there are actual like metal trees that's rock that's not a right thing metal trees not like i mean power like telephone poles and whatnot <laughs> so if that's what we're talking about oh i mean yeah if it's up in a uh in an electric pole it throws lightning bolts at you oh man okay that's the rare <laughs> zeus variety of the argo pelter yeah, exactly it, it holds on to <laughs> it's just like whoa i got lightning bolts slap slap and that's how it talks by the way it talks yeah. like a there's a ah type of voice <laughs> honestly from the picture it doesn't look like it talks a whole lot generally is there is there more to this description or are we moving on yeah, to the yeah. photo well, there's, now? there's more there's more yeah, uh, he. It said that the reason, the only reason he survived, is because the branch was rotten and shattered on his head. Mm. Uh, as it ran off, he managed to turn around and get a good look at it. Mm. He described it as having a slender, wiry body with the villainous face of an ape and arms like muscular whiplashes, mm. which it, which it could snap off dead branches and hurl them through the air. Sure, that like, sounds a lot like an orangutan. I guess the slender part doesn't. It can throw these uh, branches through the air like shells from a six-inch gun. Hmm. The Argo pel- Pelter subsists on woodpeckers, hoot owls, and and rotten wood. It pups are born on the f- uh, on February 29th and always arrives in large n- odd numbers. Feb- I'm sorry. This pseudo mythical cryptid. We know exactly what day of the year it always births its young. Also, it happens to be on a leap year? Yeah. That always on odd numbers. off guard. Well, I mean, of course it does. Like, why wouldn't it? Well... Can you give me a single reason why it wouldn't? I can't give you any reason why it wouldn't have its babies on the 29th of February. I can, however, give you a few reasons why it wouldn't only have its babies on the 29th of February. <laughs> For well, example, apes don't know what day of the year it is most of the time. Well, this is this is a, a squatch. They're pretty smart, I apparently. They must so, be. You know? yeah. And also, it could use anything as ammunition. Branches, mm-hmm. acorns, pine cones, fruit, even things like bird nests. The, those, uh, the bird nests don't sound like a great projectile. Oh, but it sounds like a great projectile when it's coming at you at, like, you know, several hundred feet a second towards sure, your face. Sure, okay, yeah, I guess that'll that'll sting you pretty good. Yeah, like, blades of grass don't seem like good projectiles, but then you get a tornado in the mix and they can go straight through houses. Really? Yeah. 
So, yeah, I like this thing a lot. Yeah, I'm kind of loving it, too. Yeah, because the picture, the picture on it, that, that my favorite picture anyway, mm-hmm. it shows just kind of like a, it's, it looks a lot more like a ape than a squatch, but so does a, so does a squatch. Yeah, kind of a noodle-armed chimpanzee, if we're talking about this, this photo. And by photo, like- I do mean, like, etching drawing. or charcoal drawing, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, I like it a lot, it's just kind of like looking at some, uh, Look at that sub. Uh, what's the word? Like passing lumberjacks. Yeah, it's like lumberjacks. Yeah, and he's just like, yo, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, Kuru Dubois, of course, is a Canadian, uh, French Canadian phrase meaning basically lumberjacks. Okay. Um, I learned something. I learned something new every day. Right, and today yeah. you learned a little bit of uh, Canadian French. I learned I learned a, a, a joke about Saskatchewan the uh, yesterday from oh, yeah. Laura. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was a thing that I would have never heard without having a Canadian on. Yep. Yep. Was it so. the one about the dog running away? No. Oh. No, it was the one it was the one where uh like someone goes up to someone in a bar and they say that uh they ask where they're from uh-huh. and they say that I'm from Sask- Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And Close. then the person goes, hey, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then the person goes back and says, like, that person doesn't speak English. <laughs> like, hey, and I thought, like, that's a great joke. That is pretty good, actually. I've never yeah. heard that one before. Yeah, but I learned I learned it from Laura. And I'm just like, oh, that's a thing I learned. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to learn a lot from Laura. Um, yeah. But I, I like this thing a lot. Yeah. I like its suspicion, at least in this drawing. So here's something lot. that's really interesting about this critter that, that I kind of happen to know. Um, in sort of zoology, humans are known as the only, I mean, humans are known for a lot of other things in zoology, but- Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hmm? Humans are only known by a few things? No, like, like quite a few, you know, houses, <laughs> uh, airplanes, thumbs, hmm. a lo- you know, there's a lot of distinguishing features of humanity, but one of them is that humans are largely the only animal that's able to think throw projectiles with much accuracy or range. We are talking about a squatch, which well, that's is basically a human. So, right. So, okay, you're, you you seem to have a background of information on squatches here that I may be missing out on. Do you want to Oh, there's so many squatches. Okay. So many. Because, I, like, I know, I know your skunk apes and your yetis, which I'm assuming are kind of like are, squatches. They're, they're just Asian yeah. sasquatches. Yeah, sure. And your Bigfoot, which is... Which is just a Sasquatch. Right, it's just a regular Sasquatch. Okay. Yeah, Uh, so this, uh, so Squatches are, well, first off, they're said to have a lot of things, but this is a basic breakdown, is they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. semi-intelligent. They, uh, you know, they they have very human characteristics, like, you know, such as, like, marking stuff and Mm -hmm. knowing how to use tools. Okay. Um, But they are primitive and just want to hide. Right. Yeah, they are fairly intelligent. Yeah, and they must be because like I'm really interested to discover that we're expanding this category of successful projectile throwing. I mean, you know, there's things like the archer fish or whatever that can spit water at stuff. But it's not really the same thing as the ability to pick up a log and throw it 100 feet and successfully bean someone in the back of the head. Yeah. Well, I, I like not only that, but throw it with such velocity that it's like shooting it from a gun. For sure, yeah. Now, this one sounds particularly dangerous, maybe even better than a human. 
I wonder if that has to do with its long, sort of whip-cracky arms as opposed to the almost, uh... I don't know how to... Like, the human arm does sort of a whip motion, sort of a leverage thing when it throws, but... Yeah, well, this, I mean, it is yeah. kind of like a... Because, like, if you're throwing properly, you are doing kind of like a wave mm -hmm. that snaps at the end. Yeah, I see what you're talking about there. I'm not, so, like, any great baseball pitcher or anything, but... Well, as a person who ha was forced to play baseball mm -hmm. as a child, uh, I know how to throw a baseball at least mediocrely. Okay. So, hmm. so yeah. You know what the technique is. Right, so... Now, does that qualify you to be an Argo Pelter yourself? I don't. I think I need longer arms. Sure. Yeah, that's a component. Also, probably the fur and the forest dwelling are going to be relevant yeah. to the resume there, huh? Also, also, <laughs> I'm probably not just going to grab up birds and shove them in my mouth, and also just <laughs> also follow that up with some rotten wood. Yeah. No, that sounds vile. In fact. Um, yeah, like I would totally be like an urban Argo Pelter, though. <laughs> no, one that lives on the top of a building and just throwing rocks at people. Actually, there's a guy who uh, hangs out down the street from my house who, who does uh, throw crap at people. Now, he's he's nuts. <laughs> oh, well, who says that Argo Pelters aren't? He, well, you, mm, you could indeed. know an Argo Pelter. Yeah, I think this might this one might just be a homeless guy who's like, maybe needs some treatment, actually, and I don't want to be mean about it. Well, Okay, wait. I was gonna, I was gonna say you're talking about the cryptid that we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> was no. A homeless well, guy. I'm just like, wow, that homeless guy needs to go to the major leagues if he could throw something. Sure. Yeah. No. I mean, if he's gonna get me like a six inch gun, that's pretty impressive. Um, that would be a pretty good movie though. So maybe we want to back pocket that one. Um, the homeless guy who threw stuff at kids. It <laughs> <That> was <laughs> so darn good at it. He got brought up to the major leagues. That sounds like a, uh, like, did you, have you watched Legion at all? Um, which one is that? That is the move, that is the show, uh, that is about Professor Xavier's son, Legion. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Because I was thinking, I thought maybe there's like a movie called Legion as well. Well, there is, is not, one. Yeah. yeah, no, we're not talking about that mediocre angel movie. Right. Thank goodness. Yeah, but uh, but the one of the books that features in his memories mm -hmm. before they're uh, before it's proven that it's false a false memory sure um, is the angriest boy in the world okay and I feel like I feel like the homeless guy throwing things at kids is also one that would be featured yep <laughs> so, uh, so yeah I yeah we're done we're done talking about the Argo Pelter, okay. so let's go Bye for now, Argo Pelter. Hey, do you, before we move on from the Argo Pelter, do we have any indication of what the Argo part of its name means? Because Pelter is pretty clear, but... Um, let me see what Argo means. I think it means something about air. Okay. I was let thinking Jason and the Argonauts, but... Let's see. Well, it's also, I mean, it's also, um, a movie, obviously. What, Argo Pelter? Oh, sure, there's Argo. It's the ship that the Argo Sure, right. I well, mean, that's ship, sort of yeah. was my initial thought, but... Uh, it means swift in Greek. Argos is the uh, root word. Oh, yeah, I guess the, you would probably want a swift boat. Yeah, well. and uh, the ape is, is pelting you swiftly. So, I would say that, yes. That's our best guess, for the record. If you, if you know swift that, like... Pelter. 
this ape was known for pelting the Argo with stuff, which would seem odd, it being a North American legend at all, which was something that the Greeks had no knowledge of. Um, go ahead and go ahead and uh, tweet Jesse. What's your at you camp for the show? Sea Critter Podcast. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, if if uh, there was a lost chapter to the the Argonaut story where they found a found an ape that was throwing stuff at them. Yeah. At the speed of a gun, and they didn't know what a gun was, so... Sure, right. I mean, they would have to be guessing. Like, the, it's like an arrow, but faster. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen s- anything like this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think we're done talking about the Argo Pelter. Sure thing. And then we're going to be talking about the other tree-drilling Squatch. Oh, this is the one that I was, uh... Yeah. This is the one that I was excited about. Yeah. And this is the Whirling Wimpus. Or Wimpus. Is it Wampus? Wampus. No, it's not Wampus. It's Wimpus. 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 That sounds ridiculous. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> well, guess what? You have to. Well, okay. So. It's true. I'm on your show. I have to believe whatever you tell me to. But yep. I, yeah, you have to. That's why I had you uh, sign this contract. That Wimpus. Wimpus. <laughs> Silly. So, so the whirling Wimpus uh-huh. or the Torbino Snakus. Nebulous, whatever, uh, <laughs> is a uh, Sasquatch-type creature that's said to be responsible for many disappearances of lumberjacks in North American woods. Hmm. So it is said. And in what way is it responsible? Is what I'm. Yeah. Wondering. Well, the uh, the whirling wimpus is said to be a bloodthirsty, seven foot tall gorilla-like creature. The whirling wimpus, huh? Yeah, so it's it's like a bloodthirsty gorilla type creature, and uh, it kind of goes after you know basically meat because it's bloodthirsty. You don't sure. get a lot of blood out of uh, plants most of the time. Yep. I heard you could get blood out of stone if you squeeze hard enough, though. <laughs> so maybe it's after after stones as well. Sure. Yeah. Because as as uh, all good geologists know, the common stone is actually a small animal. With an incredibly hard outer carapace. Yeah, and it's and like it's an incredibly small creature, like microscopic, and you have to yeah. squeeze real hard to get the little you bit gotta, of blood. You gotta get that teeny little blood that's in the middle of that very heavy outside carapace out. Looking at the Latin name for this thing, which is, give me a second, I studied Latin, I should be able to do this, Turbino, tur, Turbinochesis nebuloides, there it is. Yep. Um, that looks like it means something to do with spinning, like a turbine. And, and nebuloides neb- would have something to do with a cloud. So it's sort of a spinning it's a spinning cloud ape, I guess. Is that yeah. what we're talking about here? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. When it victim well sorry, wait. Uh it it's when it senses the prey coming down a pathway, it normally hides. Mm-hmm. Normally at like a bend of a trail or up a tree. And then whenever the victim comes near, the whirling wimpus wimpus uh wimpus. begins uh begins to Spin on one foot or hoof. Don't know which one. Well, actually, wait. <laughs> well, I mean, it does get killed most of the time, but it's spinning, so it's kind of hard to tell what it's spinning on. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Uh, which renders it practically invisible. Huh. And, and I'm sorry. It, <laughs> you know, when with, you spin around in a circle real fast so no one can see you? When it does this, the wind emits a low droning noise, which seems to be coming from the trees above. 
as its prey looks up to locate the noise, it attacks the uh, per- poor creature mercilessly. And this is where I embellish a little bit, making it into a meat molasses. Yeah, so... It also, I'm I'm looking at its wiki page here, and here it says making it into molasses or maple syrup. But I wanted to say meat molasses, sure. so I said meat molasses. Okay, no, for sure, and that's like a sane thing to put at the end of a sentence. It's it's sort of gross, but it's definitely evocative. My thing right now is though, how would it get maple syrup out of a dude? No, it makes it into something like that. Okay. Like it's viscous, but okay. like you know, still it would a have liquid. to be now. What's not clear here is, is it spinning when it sort of falls upon you? I mean, no one knows because it's invisible to the eye. Oh, that's the thing. Exactly. Uh, It has mini gorilla-like features, which makes uh, the Wimpus special. Mm -hmm. It it stands at about a Bigfoot size, which is seven feet tall. has a fat black body. Which is covered, which is scarcely, or scarcely, I said the thing. I used to make fun of someone who said scarcely, and now I did it <laughs> on purpose on accident. Send this episode to them and yeah. uh, beg forgiveness, I guess. Yeah, well, which is scarcely covered in uh, in fur. Okay. And its legs are said, sometimes said to be horse-like with hooves. Its favorite meal are people, turkeys, mm-hmm. deer cows or even bears i don't wait i yeah i did my research and like you know i like it sometimes i do the copy pasting sure, and sure. you know like editing it down i did not do a good job on this one now it also says hmm. bears find them delectable when paired with fine red wine right so that's sort of a a 50 50 one when a wimpus goes up against a bear it might tornado the bear and get a nice bear meal but the bear might also inexplicably uh, produce some wine that that bear's been sort of just keeping against the special occasion. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta you gotta get out the. Is more low red? I think. I don't know. I don't You're know anything about wrong wine. Guy. I don't drink. I like I like I don't drink anymore because my meds. But uh-huh. like I didn't like wine when I did drink. So yeah, so they kind of have to beware when hunting. Yeah. It spins at a stunning 2,150 of rotations per minute. It can only perform this act at sundown. This... Okay. <laughs> no, I got some issues with this one. This... You know, okay. I... Okay, first off, how mm-hmm. dare you question this thing's, you know, life? Just because not... it's different than yours. No, it's not about it being different than me. It's about it being inexpensive. Explicable? Oh, yeah, I bet you say that about a lot of things that are different than you. Um, I mean, okay, so... First of all, there's the part where it just outright defies taxonomy by being the only ape with hooves. Well, no, sometimes. Sometimes with hooves? Sometimes, that makes no, even it's less described sense. with that sometimes. But at the same time, as I said before, it spins real quick and ke- kills most of the things it eats. For sure, yeah. This one's basically a Pokemon, I guess, is sort of my primary issue. Which is, okay, a a thing I need to bring up. Yeah. This is a total tangent. Sure. But I feel like if if, uh, the Pokemon company decides to set a uh, Pokemon generation in America... Sure. They need to use cryptids as all of the bases. Oh, absolutely. 
the fearsome critters sort of ones from that like that one book that was put out where you got your hide behinds and your um catawampus also as a uh quick little uh aside this is also they're both fearsome critters which is why they have the fake latin okay. names and everything good good which is why it's an ape with hooves <laughs> No, sometimes it's described. Okay. Sometimes who? No, no, it's described sometimes. I can sometimes describe someone with horns, but it doesn't mean they do have one. The only performing this act at sundown is a weird limitation. Yeah, so is most laws. You know, what if it, what if it decided that it could only do that in its ape society? Okay, sure. Yes, there. Now, this is a situation where this highly intelligent... Well, it does make people into molasses. Um, yeah. So it's got to be somewhat Meat clever. molasses. Yep. So the meat molasses making ape has such a complex society that they've sort of tribally agreed <laughs> that they're only allowed to do their super special power, their, their sort of flying type Pokemon attributes at sunset. You do give me no reason otherwise. Not what I thought it was going to be. But I picked it off the list. It it likes first like it just likes to whirl around and make molasses out of people. Mm-hmm. Which also also indicates maybe. Cause okay, first off it says it attacks and kills the creature making it into a meat molasses, which means it could also have like a processing plant for sure. these people where it pounds it down and maybe they do sweeten it. Mm-hmm. Now I was wondering if the meat molasses thing might be a pro- byproduct of the fact that it sort of runs into you while spinning at 2150 rotations per minute and that you know that's sort of food processor speed. Well well like I mean I I'm, I'm just extrapolating because obviously they have laws cuz they can only do this at midnight. Uh obviously. Sundown. I mean, sundown, sorry. Midnight is out of their range where they could do this. Because yeah. it's their loss. Um, and so maybe they, they hit it and they're just like, okay, I'm going to sling this over my shoulder. My beefy, broad shoulder. And uh, and then they go to their processing plant, you know. You know, sure. maybe they use their their fists to pound it down uh-huh. and everything, and then they make they put a little bit of molasses in it. So like it's like a savory and sweet experience when they drink it down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gross. But I've heard of grosser human foods, I guess. Yeah. There's, there's the boys eggs from China. Which also just makes me go into a completely different place whenever I hear it. I sure, know what it yeah. is. No, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> just for maybe for your listeners' sake, they are eggs marinated in pee. Um, which doesn't sound like my idea of a Saturday night, but <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kink shame. So uh, I might a little <laughs> on this one. It being specifically the pee of like young boys. Uh, actually, you know what? I forgot about the young boys. Can part. go ahead and yeah, shame no. that particular no, kink? Yeah, yeah. No, if it was, <laughs> if it was, you know, everyone pee, you know, yeah. that'd be different. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but but, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying. I'm I'm saying what I'm saying here is I feel like these two sat these two squatches are really great boys. Oh, absolutely! I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of both. I think Whirling Wimpus is definitely my favorite, despite my issues with it and its hooves. It's sometimes described as having hooves. Doesn't no, I mean get it has you. It. <laughs> You've been very clear about that part about the non ubiquity of the hooves. 
Exactly. Like if it was, they are often described as mm-hmm. having hooves. That's different. That's a different scenario. But okay. But here, here's now my thing that mm-hmm. that we're gonna get into for a little bit before sure. we get to the last segment. Yeah. It, so they set so Pokemon Company and Game Freak decide to set a Pokemon generation in the uh, North America. This is including Canada, of course. Oh, oh, naturally. Yeah. Thank you. Naturally. Can't, because you're we're both part of North America, you know? Yeah. We're, so is we're, Mexico. You're either, you're either our hat or we're your pants. It, you know, we're whoever I mean, which You one. know what? We can be two halves of a great outfit. We could be. We could, you could be the shirt, we could be the pants. And Mexico's, Mexico is a pair of real sick kicks. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. So, so North America. Now, I have a little bit more of an advantage because I know a lot more <laughs> cryptids, probably off the top of my head, than you. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that because I have so many up here. I mean, I got a few. I got a few but, under my belt, but sure, but, probably you as a guy who does a cryptid show. That would be a fair bet. So, who do you think the starter Pokemon are going to be? They're all based off of North American cryptids. Okay, let's see. I want to I wanna have Ogopogo be one of them. Yeah. And um, just as just for the just for the um the listeners just describe oh, yeah. it. Yeah, so the Ogopogo is uh has a lot in common with the Loch Ness monster. It's a sometimes described as a snake-like sort of sea serpent type critter that lives in the uh Okanagan Valley, specifically Lake Okanagan, which is in British Columbia. Um and so I'm I'm seeing like an og or an ogo. And and then like probably your evolved form is when you're going to get the pogo component of it, right? Yeah, and and the thing is is like this is they 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 got away from just doing like the fire water grass thing. Sure. Like, make well, okay, now that would be a water type for sure. Yeah, it would definitely be a water type and it would probably be like what would it be its other type? Because they all have like a disparate type. Yeah, that, I mean, level yeah. one is probably just a water type, but level I want to say water grass actually, and that's kind of a new one. But yeah, and I think I think one of them though, this would be the Snollygaster. Okay, now is that uh, a wind? That is like a Virginia. A well, that is a Virginian. Okay, one. and it basically like street sharks its way through the ground. It. Street sharks its way through the ground, so it sort of burrows. Yeah, but sort of almost also, bugs bunny style. But its tail also spins really quickly. That's and that's how cool, it gets actually. through. So I feel like you would have like it'd be like a ground wind type. Sure. Yeah, like a ground type. flying. I get you. Yeah, it doesn't learn flying though. It doesn't learn fly specifically. Like it doesn't learn to... fly. It cannot okay. learn fly. Sure, but, but it, it can learn things type. like uh, yes. wing attack. Well, but they're getting rid of having specific things have to learn, like HM moves anyway, which is okay. a great move, Pokemon Company. Great move. Yeah. I could have <laughs> I could have my team that is just ghost Pokemon. Okay. Now, but, we need a third one. I want it to be a fire type, but, I mean, the middle one wasn't a grass type already. Well, I think... So... Well, well okay. Actually, you know what? I think it'd be ground grass, actually. Ground grass? Goes, okay. Yeah. It goes through... But it learns flying moves as well. Sure. All right. Could we have a... Because f- we've got grass in two of, two out of three now. Well, what with the Ogopogo? Well, okay, wait. The Ogopogo... Remind me of its whole deal, because I know it's a Nessie type. Yeah. That's a snake. I'm going to look up some details on it, because I'm I'm blanking on some of it. It's, yeah. I don't think it's known to be particularly dangerous. Like Maybe it's like a normal... 
normal uh, water type. Yeah, it might just be a full-on water type. That's possible. It's got it horns. Could... It might. It could breathe fire. Who knows? Let's have a look. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> the Wikipedia page has a big section called Alleged Sightings. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little it... shade there, bud. So it's said to resemble a Basilosaurus or a Mosasaurus. Okay. Um, which you could go sort of the classic um, fossil Pokemon route and make it a water st- water stone type. Oh, I think that would be good. Yeah, like a water rock type. Cause it's, and it would be the first ever fossil starter Pokemon, which I think has got some interesting components to it. Well, I mean, we're basically gets this all off of Cryptid so, yeah. as well. So, But I think, okay, so I think the, I think the third one. Okay. Should be like something like the Hopkinsville uh goblins. Interesting. I don't now, know if I know those. That is a that is a Kentucky based uh cryptid. Um and they're said to be able to like cuz like what would be a good like what would be a good like uh Now I'm looking for like a specific type. Something that would definitely be something like indicative of like North America. Okay. Oh no, it'd have to be like a Sasquatch type. Yeah, no, there's no way that it's not a Sasquatch. You know, well, you know what? No, let's just make it like let's just make it the whirling wimpus. Maybe I wonder if Sasquatch is a um No no, that's gonna be like a that's gonna be one of the like really common types like a, you see. Yeah, like like Rattataz, the new Sa- Sasquatch is the new Rattata. Yeah, like okay. yeah, and there's like a million different types. They're all normal plus something. What do you think of this? This one okay, so stage one, like the the original evolutionary state of this Pokemon is a Dover Demon, because that's kind of a small compact one. And it's yeah. maybe a fire psychic type, I want to say. And and so the Dover Demon, uh, have you done that episode already, or do I need to? Uh, no. Okay. no I, would, I would cover it just a little bit, though. Yeah, so the Dover Demon has um, uh, an appearance that's pretty similar to a gray alien with uh, real sticky foot pads as well. Um, oh, I know what the final evolution is. Sorry, okay. I already know what is it, it is. Is the final evolution the Flatwoods Monster? I was going to say either the Flatwood Monster or the uh, elephant-looking alien. That's basically like it looks like a giant robot type. Okay. I feel like there, there's your three, then. Yeah, oh no, it'd be Dover the Flatwood Demon, Mo- Flatwoods, Giant Robot Elephant. I don't know the Giant Robot Elephant. You may need to uh, share that one with me. So there is, it's called the Pas- Pascagola Elephant Men. I'll send you a picture of what a rendering of it. But I feel like it would probably be like a, uh, it'd be like a rock, it'd be like a ghost rock type, probably. Yeah, and you're right that ghost rather than psychic is the way to go with this one. Yeah. So, like, that's what I think it would be. So you'd have something like the good, so I feel like the Ogopogo based one would be like, kind of like a, kind of like a snake, sneaky yeah. type thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you'd have like, I think the way I'd want to name it is the, the... Baby one is called Ogo, the middle evolutionary stage is called Opo, and then the last one is called Pogo. And then when you put them all together, you kind of get Ogo Pogo. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. So, like, I, I want this to happen. Because yeah. they already did one based off of, like, Hawaii, which was, I think, pretty good, actually. You've got a lot of yeah. different feel Yeah, yeah about no, it. I really like the designs. Uh, yes. I haven't played that one, because, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't, I kind of got sick of, um... The way Pokemon games have run. 
So, as a person who got sick of way Pokemon games are run, they are changing it up just enough to, for me to be interested okay. again. Okay, cool. So, so, no, I would definitely check out Sun and Moon, though. Because um, okay. it's the most different. They got rid of HMs, basically. Mm-hmm. And okay. you have ride Pokemon. So, you could have a team that's nothing but ghost Pokemon, like I did. Yeah. Now, the thing that always gets me about Pokemon, we talked about this on Pitch Me Something, is... I feel like we can do more in a game than flip through menus and take turns beating on each other. Like, I think JRPG, that sort of two cardboard cutouts smacking each other, feels a little dated, and we could have more of an interactive battle system. But but at the same time, I don't... Whenever they try to do anything different with Pokemon, it turns to be steaming pile of shit. Well... Do not tell me that Mystery Dungeon is a good game. If you do, you clearly have bad taste. I dare not. Uh, like, I it is it, but I so dare not bad. It good. is really, really bad. It's basically like a... It's basically like a... Uh, it's like a really stilted, like... Almost like a... Turn-based, but you're go on a grid. Mm-hmm. And it's like very stilted. You move very slowly and weirdly. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't sound great. And also Pokemon Ranger is bad, too. Yeah. Like, I just I just think that like some more real time elements like you see how Zelda has progressed as a series right it's not just top down games anymore we still go back to the top down games time to time but uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't feel like a game that you could have made in uh, the eighties when Zelda first came out but I I just feel like Sun and Moon have nicer graphics but they're not really doing anything with their engines that couldn't have been done with worse graphics on red and blue. I don't know. I still enjoy it, but okay. I think like it's probably if you're more about fun, like a preference of, of JRPGs. Yeah, honestly, I think okay. it's more of a preference with those. And sure. also, they got rid of a bunch of the grinding with like the XP share. Uh, and I know okay. a lot of people. Like a lot of people are just like, "Oh, it's for babies." It's just like you're playing a fucking Pokemon game. Yeah, Get over yourself. Yeah. Okay. Also, Pokemon is for children. It is. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not always o- only marketed towards children. No, for like, sure. You can play it too as an adult, but it's not. But, like, everyone whines about the XP share being, like, very, like, upgraded to where, like, you don't have to grind as much. And everyone's just like, oh, it's for babies, and I hate it. It's just like, you can turn it off, then, you idiot. Yeah. Like, why make... I really hate most gamers, so... uh, (laughs) Okay. uh, It's like the people who whined about Dark Souls 3 getting an easy mode. I'm just like, guess what? You cannot play it on easy mode. You don't have to. I mean, I like... People who play video games, I don't necessarily always see eye to eye with people who describe themselves first and foremost as gamers. No, like gamers, quote unquote, are like one of the one of the worst groups because they be a nice literally... community once upon a time. But yeah, uh, and then it grew into the art all right. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to do that right now. Maybe we should oh. do the uh, whirling wampus. But but like so wimpus wimpus wimpus. Ah, wimpus. It just feels wrong coming off my tongue. But yeah, I I think I but I think they should definitely do like a cryptid based like North America thing, based on like off our like tall tales and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you get probably your get like behinds in there, your jackalope. Oh, you know what? I take it back. Jackalope should be one of the starters. I don't care which one we replace. No, you know what? It's the it's the new Ratata. No, jackalope. Yeah, jackalopes. Like all the like the tiny like kind of harmless ones are like the the ratata and the like sparrows and stuff like that. Like the snipe. Oh my god, you could make the snipe one of the flying types, and they're also ghost types because you can't really hit them or see them that easily. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. See, there's so many great 
Hire me, Pokemon Company. You can, we could do a Pokemon-themed episode of Pitch Me Something if you want. You can come on here. We can do our our sort of full uh, Pokemon North America pitch. I feel like Sasquatch is maybe like a pincer type. You know what I mean? Like one of the ones that's trickier to track down. And- I feel like, no, I feel like they would be fighting types. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I just mean like, you know how Magmar and uh, Electabuzz are, are sort of one-off characters that are tricky to find out there in the wild and yeah. maybe you have to go into the safari zone to find scyther i think that's sort of a sasquatch kind of feel because they're all cryptids that we're talking about but sasquatch is particularly known for being difficult to track down and also there is lots of like uh like cat based ones down in the south specifically oh for sure yeah there's gonna be and, lots of those oh my god and you could have the gym leaders be ba- i love this Yep. You could have the gym leaders based off of, like, at least the feel of certain yeah. areas. So, like, the Southwest would have, like, ground. Oh, have, that's like, fantastic. Ground and, I mean, like, ground and ghosts and stuff. As long as I don't get into, like, eth- <laughs> like ethnic stereotypes. Sure, well, stuff, no, but. you don't have to do that. But, you know, you've got your Canadian guy, and he has a bunch of ice types. Yeah, no, like, like stuff in, like, the Yukon and stuff like that. It'd be, like... it an image into the chat real quick just for your approval and these are these are canadian pokemon and i just would love to hear what your take on these canadian pokemon is i like the moose sure mooble yeah the i like the hoser as well yeah a Um, boot a boot is a fun one oh i don't like that one though it's too cute and the newfie is also too cute Oh, I like Nufi a lot, actually. Well, See, I, maybe maybe we can tweet this image so that people have any idea what we're talking about. I like oh. the Looney and Toonie, but I feel like I feel like you could do like a pretty cool like cultural like like exploration without it being like weird and racist. Oddly, yeah, for um, sure. I mean, these Canadian Pokemon aren't racist in any way because Canadian isn't a race. So just yeah, yeah. That I mean, it do, it doesn't do anything with First Nations people. So sure, it automatically gets a little bit out of the stuff but but like you could probably do just like uh just a north america based one and i feel like it'd be very very interesting yeah but uh i like this idea a lot and i would definitely play that especially if we get like lots of interesting like ghosts and ghost types Mm -hmm. because like you could have like you could have like because there's tons of like ghosts in america as well yeah and you know we haven't even touched on um fairy types which i think is an important component I, I like this idea a lot, especially since they have been expanding out of, like, the Japanese lore and stuff like that. Yeah, there's, there's room for uh, sort of a, a whole world of Pokemon. And, and also, another thing, too, is I am, uh, as, as a country, and you're also like, kind of included in this as well, okay. because, you know, North America is fairly new. Sure. On the world stage. If well, you I mean, the continent's the... been there a while, but... Well, but, like, North America <laughs> as... North America as dominated by a bunch of white The people. nations of North America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it is a very interesting how quickly we have a weird culture. Yeah. That popped up. Absolutely. Um, Like, just across the board, we have a really weird culture that does... I don't think it's talked about a lot. I think that does have a lot to do with the uh, combination of of immigrant peoples from all around the world bringing their own little snippets of culture with them. Credit, by the way, to Darren Calvert for the list of Canadian Pokemon, including Looney, Double Double, Tootie, 
Putini or Putini maybe and Putitan. Anyway, they're fantastic and you should definitely look up Darren Calvert because I follow him on Twitter and he's just a lovely, very fun guy oh. to, to check out. Also, another thing mm-hmm. I really dislike. I dislike food-based Pokemon so much. But Putitan is amazing. No, oh, okay. No, it would be amazing if uh-huh. it wasn't based off of food. Because but it's a it, real good design. I love the design. I, what other food Pokemon are there? Oh, vanilla pe- vanilla vanilla. It's like, like the, the ice, ice cream Pokemon. Sure, I know yeah. the ice cream one. That one there's, sucks. There's the ice cream one, and there's another food based one, and also there's just ones based off of like a keychain, yeah. a sword. I uh, do kind of like the sword one. My, well, the sword is okay, but the keychain one. My issue with the ice cream and keychain ones is that they didn't even go so far as to like give them a body design that was a clever play on a keychain or an ice cream cone. They're just literally a keychain and an ice cream cone with a face. And that's pretty lazy. Yeah, it is pretty lazy. But so, but uh, besides that, I think we're on to the last segment. Yeah, maybe so. eh? (laughs) Yeah. So this, uh, so make it sexy slash make it YA slash just make a story. Mm -hmm. Do you think uh, a good story would be? Honestly, what I'm, I'm having real trouble getting over the idea of a versus movie. Uh, yeah, describe it a little bit. I'm not on board yet, okay. but describe it a little bit. So what I see here, we, we chose two that are very similar types of animals, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing maybe something about a group of lumberjacks or, or whatnot who go out in the woods. Maybe it's a family on a camping trip. Um and they do get attacked by one of these. I want to say the Argo Pelter is the one to start with for the villain. Um, but they also need to befriend sort of a local population of Whirling Wimpuses. And they will, throughout the movie, sort of do their... Uh, the one image that I can't get out of my head is the Argo Pelter throwing stuff at them, and then the Whirling Wimpus doing his tornado thing and deflecting all of the incoming projectiles while the family cowers behind him in terror. I think that's an exciting image for me. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that. Sick, like, I like, like the idea. I like a versus monster movie where one of the monsters is the hero. Yeah. Oh, my my idea was going to be more of a, like a, a cartoon which, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to my in-between episodes, between these sure. every other week, where I cover the cartoon Secret Saturdays. Okay. Um, oh, hey, I've never actually seen that. Is it good? I mean, you have a whole podcast about it, so I guess I know no, your No, no, it's, no, no, like, no, I don't know if it's good or not. Like, oh. I just, no, it pops up in my, uh, it pops up in my, uh, studies for oh. these cryptids, because it's a cryptid-based cartoon. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm just watching it as I do the episodes, and I hope it's good. I don't know. I'm gonna keep on covering it. It's only 36 episodes, so. Hmm. But I'm but check uh, that out. also, but, Martin Mystery was like that. I remember that one being good. But it's it's like a. Uh, but I would like to I would like to think it's almost like a cartoon thing where we are in where we're thrusted into the life of of these cryptids as yeah. their society. Okay, so we got like a whole tribal situation with whirling wimpuses. Yeah, like well, we have well, we have like uh, where we have like we have like Sasquatch society. 
Okay, so it's Sasquatch society broadly. So your Wimpuses and your Argo Pelters are different aspects of this sort of an almost My Little Pony kind of uh, setup. But yeah, like I, I would. That's how I would kind of describe it, like a My Little Pony. Like you've got like, your Earth ponies and your uh, unicorns, and I guess ex- I'm sort ex- of betraying a degree of knowledge that I don't necessarily want to be known to have about this. But here we are. No, like, like okay. Here's the thing with uh, My Little Pony thing. It's legitimately like a good cartoon. It's it's, it's a just, good show. Except except whenever you have like, it's a problem with fandom. Let's yeah, say yeah, like that. the unbelievably toxic fandom that grew up around this genuinely pretty good show. Eh? Yeah. Alas. So, but, like, you would have, like, the, you know, you would have, like, the Whirling Wimpus and the Argo mm-hmm. Pelters and the, you know, all the different variants. Uh, inclu- and, like, you would sometimes get the, uh, sometimes you would get the, like, the Bigfoots, uh, like, mm-hmm. from the other parts of the world. Like, sure. kind of go in, like, hey, it's my cousin Yeti. Yeah, like, there's this one Yeti who lives in town and he runs a refrigerator business. Yeah, and, like, you know, <laughs> like, sometimes he goes home to the uh, to the Himalayans. Yeah, and stuff and like maybe maybe he has like a little daughter or something. Oh that my god, that would be adorable. Like yeah, and I, I would imagine it's just like it's like the the world of like Sasquatches and oh, and I of like course and of course you would call and of course they would all call themselves Squatches because it's just so much better. Yeah, no, absolutely, and because because Sasquatch is a specific type of squatch. Yeah, you've got your Sasquatch, like you, but you've also got your Argo pelt. The great thing about it too is you could just make up different types of squatches as well. <laughs> For sure. So who are our main characters? I think I think our central character does have to be a Sasquatch, right? Well, that I guess kind of, but like Sasquatches are like kind of like the handsome white lead of the sure. Squatch world. Well, yeah, okay. I see your point. Um, yeah, I mean, you could have it as a lead as long as you have a diverse Sas- Squatch team, I think. Right. Well, for sure. And that's like that's going to be a goal here is to have Sort of one of a variety of different types of interesting, colorful squatches. Yeah, and and I know what the I know what the theme of it is. Okay. It's basically like a procedural where they're trying to hide their existence. Okay, I'm into this now. Um, actually, on Pitch Me Something, we had an episode about Sasquatches as well. Funnily enough, so check that one out. Um, and actually, we came to the conclusion that they should share their existence with the world and sort of start to live in harmony. But maybe that's not where we want to go with this one. No, no, they're they're trying to hide themselves, and like all those little and the, and it turns out they are real, mm-hmm. but they do everything to everything they can to discredit people. Okay, and, oh. and one of the villains, and one of the villains would be like a very successful Sasquatch hunter that life That's was good. ruined. Now, do they have one human kid who they hang out with, who's uh, like in on it? Uh, yeah, and let's. Yeah, and let's just as like a um as like a like a throwback or like a reference. Yeah. Uh make it his last name like Henderson or something like that. Henderson Oh yeah, Harry and the Henderson's joke. That is a good one. Um for the record, as of now, and I I guess I'll need Laura's permission on this, I'm gonna go ahead and call this a canon prequel to our Sasquatch movie, which you can find in the episode what's it called? The Great Sasquatch Arms Race. Oh, yeah, I did listen to that one. Yeah, that was one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, so, like, I'm thinking, but, like, I think it's, like, a cartoon, like, kind of procedural thing, Mm -hmm. where, in its modern day, and, like, they have their own society and, like, you know, technologies and everything, and... Okay, and they do have technologies and not magics? For some reason, I was expecting magics. No, no, they have magics. Okay. That'd be better. It feels like a fantasy kind of situation, doesn't it? Yeah, 
Well, they have magics, and because like some squatches have like psychic powers and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. So, Sorry, like, is this, these are cryptids that we know of that do like you and cri- Jesse Cooper no, have the, on your these list. These are cryptids. These are cryptids that we know of. Okay, some could turn invisible. Some could you know go spin so fast no one could see them. Sure, and then you, there's your skunk, your skunk apes. Yeah, and they're and they're gonna be the bullies of like sure. the of okay. like the Yeti's yeah. daughter, the Yeti, the Yeti's daughter, and the um and uh, the kid, the kid yeah. hangout. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's part of our main sort of cast is that we've got um, a Sasquatch in there. Maybe not the main character. I think maybe the Yeti's daughter is the most. It's the one that grabs me most as a main character. Um, and so she's good friends with our our you know, Jimmy Henderson or Harry Henderson, the human boy. And then probably a whirling wimpus, right? Because we've been talking about well, it. Well, like a whirling a whirling wimpus would definitely be part of the team. Mm-hmm. But actually wait, yeah, it would be like the adult of the team. Like one of the adults of the team. Really? And it'd be okay. like a gruff person. It'd be a Yeah, gruff. okay, so kind of a bruiser type. Yeah, it'd be like a gruff bruiser type and he'd That's be like the, the leader. And then you have like the Argo Pelter. Right, and he's sort of your ranged attack kind of dude. So when when you're out on a mission or whatever it is that these kids are doing, then are they kids? Uh, no, no. So the kids these are grown so sasquatches. The, so those are grown 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 squatches, and the oh, it's called squat squatch squad. By the way, squatch squad. I do yes. like squatch squad. Let <laughs> yeah. me throw this one at you too. Also, though, squatch watch. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Yes, watch, watch. Okay. Uh, and the the kid, uh, the kid and the Yeti's daughter. Okay, so the Yetis have psychic powers. They do? Yes, if I'm thinking correctly. Give me a moment. Yeah, you I might know, want to look that one up before no, we start like, making those clips. Because some Yeti, because I think some accounts of Yetis has them like uh, extremely intelligent as well as. Um, sure, yeah. I do, psychic powers. I do like the Yeti being the smart one. I like. Yeah. I think that's a fun character type. Yeah. So they would be the they would be the ones that uh, like kind of does the psychic stuff. Okay. So what is so they're like an average episode of this show is, you know, your snidely whiplash type of guy who's a Sasquatch hunter and goes, finally I will reveal the existence of, and then he does like the. Mr. Crocker thing from Fairly, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Fairy God Parents, but like Sasquatches. Yes. Um, and and they would be it I actually no, I want to make it like very Vincent Pricey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this week will be the time I finally reveal the existence of Sasquatches to the world at large. Like is that kind of the thing we're talking about? Yes. And okay. maybe he has like one of those like finding Bigfoot shows, and yeah. like they almost get it. And like, oh my god, I love this actually. <laughs> but yeah, you would have, but you would have like you know the Squatch Watch, uh, like kind of just going around. Yeah. Oh, and the human is a tech guy, for sure. I, you know, um, right. So Harry Henderson, yeah, or Harriet. Harriet Henderson, whichever one we decide to go I with. I think is Harriet the one. Henderson would be a good one because it'd be like a direct reference. Yeah, but it's all and it's also a little bit askew so that it's not just yeah. Harry Henderson. Yeah. Um Okay, so Harriet Henderson and she's got um, you know, her laptop and, and a smartphone, and those are things that she's able to use. 
um, yeah. to help them. She's fight. she's she's the one that can hack into everything and is their tech person. That almost sure, every so when this squad guy gets needs. the footage for once. She hacks in and deletes it. Yeah, or or like they find the location. Like maybe he's using like old school technology that can't be hacked. Yeah. So like she like tracks them down and they and like you know and maybe they and maybe this is a thing where they have to talk like the whirling wimpus mm-hmm. uh, like away from being like too brutal. Yeah, because yeah. if he was, then it would definitely have evidence. I think there's something in it for a season finale kind of episode where he finally does get footage of them because they come straight out of the trees to talk to him. Yeah. And they're like, Vincent. And his name is Vincent. Of course. Because we went with that. (laughs) Vincent, it's time for you to leave us alone. For God's sake, you're out here every week. Don't you have a family to go home to? Good. And of course he doesn't. They were all taken away. Not taken away. They're all uh, scared away from his ever-growing hatred of squatches. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He has isolated himself from the world by being such a squatch-hating jerk. Um... And so he's got his camera trained on them this whole time. And at the end, I think our, our whirling Wimpus takes the camera away from him. And he's so excited that he finally got this footage until the Wimpus just sort of snatches it right out of his hand, smashes it on the ground, and then beats on it for, like, longer than would be appropriate. Yes. Like, just slam, 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 looks up at him, looks back down at the camera, slam, 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 slam. Just vicious, like, that scene from 2001 A Space Odyssey, smashing that camera to bits. Yes, and, and, uh, maybe the, um, and maybe the first, like, the first time or whatever, they Mm -hmm. finally chase away, like, they chase them, they chase away the, the Squatch Hunters, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then, it turns out that even known to them. They didn't know that there was, like, these other cryptids. They just thought, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're, like, the missing link, and we've, you know, hit ourselves for so long. Honestly, this sounds like a pretty good show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if if you ever want, we, we can sit down and make this together. I would be happy to be a script consultant <laughs> would, on Squatch I would, Watch. I would, I would, but I think the second season would be opening it up to other cryptids. Because, like, even sure. unknown to them. Definitely. Maybe, a- I do, I do also like this as a prequel to i think sasquatch is actually what we went with on the one from pitch me something where like it could be this could be set a generation before they do sort of come out to the world and uh begin to take part in human society which i do think is a fun aspect of it as well yeah well like i i think that would be like a look to the future yeah type thing for sure Sure, absolutely that could be like, like an end of series movie too yeah, I, I, I like that. It's but but I like the idea of just squatches just hiding their existence mm-hmm. and stuff. As a person who loves stuff like Supernatural and Winona Arp and like just like Supernatural stuff where like they're Wait, trying. Is Winona to- Arp a Supernatural show? It is. Yeah, I thought I just thought it was a straight western this whole time. No. No, she's shooting demons that her great great grandpappy oh, killed. Oh crap! I'm probably gonna watch that then. It's super good. That sounds it, way better. It, it, it's my favorite genre of like supernatural show. Just a bunch of hot people getting shit done. Okay. And you know, if you want to see a bunch of hot people getting shit done, watch Renona Arp. It's a great well, show. All right then. I think I don't know if I have anything more to add to the beautiful alchemy of Squatch Watch. I don't think I do either. I think one of the episodes would definitely be a one of the episodes, a government like the like the 
the government facility that deals with like cryptids or no yeah like they capture them but like they're in like a black site so like you know there's like no evidence of them being there and like it's a bottle it's a bottle episode of them escaping that's a good one and of I'm, course i'm it- picturing that one episode of uh deep space nine where quark and them get kidnapped at the roswell site yes yeah it's like that which is also come to think of it an episode of Futurama. Huh. <laughs> I guess they do this one a lot. Let's not make it let's not make it like set in the modern day. Let's make it set in like the 60s or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, no, definitely. So like it's harder to get stuff out there, but also at the same time like you get like uh you could do like interesting stories, I think yeah. a little bit more. So you don't have necessarily have the hacker, but you have the person who's like the crack researcher who has like a hidden library of information. Yeah, I think one good episode would be there's a an emergency at a nearby logging camp. Maybe one of the machines has gone haywire and has brought down a bunch of logs. Maybe there's been a landslide and a bunch of the workers are trapped underneath it. And they have to go in there and rescue the workers without revealing themselves to the world. I think that would oh, be yeah. a good one. Oh, yeah, they have, to, they have to do that because if they continue logging in a certain way, yeah. they will reveal one of their cities. Right. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, so they have to both save the people while also making like it... Like diverting them to another logging site. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good I like one. It, I like it. So, okay. So, yeah, Squatch Watch. Yep. Yep, that's that's a show that needs to be made, so... I'm so into Squatch Watch. Yep. So, um, yeah, so let's get to the plugs. What do you have to plug? Yeah, so I think I mentioned this at the top of the episode. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Sean Frankling, there's Frankling with a G. You can find Pitch Me Something's Twitter at Zero Plausibility, that's the numeral zero and the word plausibility. Um, and my show, Pitch Me Something, which I run with Laura Forsey, who is also a frequent guest on Jesse's shows these days, um, is about pitching exciting and interesting new pop culture ideas, everything from the puzzle pad, which started as an idea for a touchscreen jigsaw puzzle and morphed into an idea for the future of handheld technology to what was another good one that we did recently. Jesse came on the show and he pitched uh, two superheroes, Stasis and Anaquilador. And so they're sort of a, a Latino pair of one of them's a luchador, which is Anaquilador, and Stasis is, I don't know, Jesse, do you want to you want to fill this in? I'm sure you can do it better yeah. justice than I. Stasis is basically a person who... Is in stasis. Nothing can really change him too much. Yeah, absolutely. And he's kind of like the he's kind of like the handler for his uh, sister, who is super strong and super hyper, and is way too uh, brutal. Her mm-hmm. name her name literally means annihilator in Spanish. Oh man, I love. I'm I'm playing clear favorites here, but I love Anakilador so much. <laughs> Well, she's supposed to be the breakout character, and Stace is supposed to be, like, the emotional core. That's true. And you know what? It's working. You did it yeah, good. Exactly. Um, and so, pretty much, if you like what uh, Jesse does on this show, where he pitches a show or a movie or a story based on his cryptids at the end of it, you're going to love Pitch Me Something, because we do that for everything. Yep. So, yeah, I'll probably be on again at some oh, point. no question. Talking about cryptid-based stuff. We're going to do that Pokemon one. Yeah, I don't want it to be the cryptid episode, though. That just needs okay. to be like a Pokemon episode. We can do a Pokemon <laughs> episode, too. Man, we gotta do another one of these every two weeks for the rest of my natural life, so. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I definitely have lots of cryptid 
ideas because obviously I do one at the end of each episode. So, so I don't know how many cryptid ones I've got sticking around. I'll I'll, uh, I'll have a look through my stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called uh, Alphabet Flight where you can see people like Sean and Laura on. Uh, I would like to apologize to you. I had Laura on for the Puck episode. Oh. <laughs> Did you at least talk about me? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, uh, so I'll, you know, I'll have you on for a non, the non-interesting characters of Alphabet Flight, I guess. I guess. Or, you know, if you, if you, you, got, you still got Spider-Man. That's all well, I'm saying. I don't know if well, you promised Spider-Man I, to anybody. I... But already have that promise of someone else. Oh, okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, I'll go look through. Maybe I'll find a copy of the book at the library and uh, pick some favorites to throw at you. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, but um, yeah, but if you'd like to hear me talk about Marvel characters in somewhat deep detail, mm-hmm. um, you can listen to, to Alphabet Flight. Um, I also have a uh, Twitter for this podcast. I think it's C Critters podcast it's in the link you should probably know this <laughs> i should but guess who does it me um, it's you yeah uh Here, so on. you could find the link to that in the description and you're with like one of my s- recent re- retweets i'll just find it yeah yeah and uh what was i gonna say what else was i gonna say um if you'd like to see my cryptid my cat with four thumbs you can go look at him at uh, Marvelous Mooch on Instagram and uh, yeah this has been this has been uh, creeper, Creepy Critters and may you have lots of meat molasses in your future <laughs> bye <laughs>